Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. All right, ready? I'm born ready, dude. All right. All right, guys. Uh, another Q&A today, guys. We have got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven questions. Good questions today. Monday Q&A. Yep. I, I actually think this is going to be perfect for Monday because I think a couple of the podcasts are like, I believe this is a Monday Q&A, is it not? At this point, we've kind of decided. It just comes out when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say that because there's a couple in here that I think are like more on like the motivational realm okay that we might go on a tangent with but i think that's perfect because usually we do monday motivation cool yeah that's fine yeah all right so uh first off we got beck linear would love your take or advice on experiencing imposter syndrome talk all about it man imposter syndrome looking Uh, up to like comparing yourself um kind of i think i think jealousy no i think comparison like leads to imposter syndrome because you're trying to be somebody else and you're not that person. But imposter syndrome is not feeling like you have the right to do what you do or be what you're being, which I can relate with to an extent because I think there is, you know, a period of time, even like I, I go through it in phases even now where like I think about how many people listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. how many people, and I don't have a huge following compared to some people, but 20,000 people is a lot of fucking people to me. And they're watching and listening and taking my advice on things. They're listening to this podcast. They are hiring us to work with us. I have a team full of people who are led by me. Like those things make you question like, why me? You know what I mean? Like who the fuck am I to be in this position or for people to follow? And like, that's me having imposter syndrome. Okay. Like, um, doubting more. Yeah. And I think, I think there's multiple ways because you could probably say imposter syndrome too could be like, I compare myself to somebody else who runs a similar business, but I think does it better. And I'm like, I'm not good enough because I'm not like them, you know? Um, like good, I'm not good enough part is the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Which again is doubt. Um, I guess you could also say too, like just being inauthentic, you know, like me acting a certain way and then you meet me in real life and you're like, Oh, you're completely different, which is actually more common in the industry than you would realize. Um, Honestly, that's that's actually part of the motivation for me to take all the sales calls I do. Even if the person doesn't work with me, they work with one of the coaches, is because people hear me and they're like, man, like you really sound, talk like you do on the podcast. I'm like, it's because it's authentic. Like it's, we just fucking hit record and go, you mm-hmm. know? Um, whereas a lot of people are scripted. Yeah. And I mean, I've even seen people at seminars where I'm like, oh, you're a little bit different when you're speaking in person. And then you hang out with them after the seminar dinner. You're like, oh, you're way fucking different than, you know what I mean? Like, um, and that's why I think like, I, I don't think I posted it by the time this airs, I might have, but I wrote a really good post about this. Like it's like a picture of me, Shannon and Blakely. And have you ever heard people say like Instagram's a highlight reel? Yeah. So like my thing was like, it absolutely is a highlight reel for but, a like, reason. People say that's a, like, it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to see your negative shit. 
Like, so like my whole thing was like, I do have a beautiful wife that I love to death. It's like my dream partner, everything. But we also fight. She bitches at me. I bitch at her. We don't always get along. Like, that's just a fucking marriage. Mm-hmm. I have a beautiful daughter who's always laughing and smiling, but she's also two and throws temper tantrums, doesn't sleep through the night, like blah, 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 blah. Like, it's hard for me staying Like, I just went through all these scenarios. But it's like, why am I going to share with you, like, a, a temper tantrum? <laughs> you want to see that? Yeah. I'm going to show you a cute picture of my daughter smiling and, yep. and to say how much I love her. So I think, like, um, but I think my point with that is, being real about those on the back end, like, hey, this is what you see, and this isn't always how it is, but I'm not going to share you how the bad stuff. I'm just going to tell you that that's real life. Yeah. I think that's that's a better way because there's some people who put on a facade like they are just living the life. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's people like influencers who like will rent or lease a car and take a bunch of pictures with it and act like they're balling and do all stuff. It's like – Motherfucker, you don't own that Ferrari. Oh. Like, you rented that for a weekend. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's, like, that's imposter syndrome, you know? Um, how do you get over it is basically what she was asking. The, the question was framed differently, but it just made more sense for me to write it out like that, my thoughts on it. My thoughts on it are that it's, I think it's, it really just boils down to figuring out who you are as an individual, accepting that. And just continually being that. You know, I think that the more you compare to other people, the less uh, sure you are about yourself. I think the more you're going to suffer from imposter syndrome, the more you're going to compare yourself to other people because you don't think you're good enough and the less action you're going to take, right? And you're not going to do it your way. I think even like when I started this business, I was trying to copy other people's models and messages and brands because it worked for them. And I was like, I just follow what they did, but it wasn't me and it didn't work until I shifted and started doing my own way for sure. And then it grew. Yeah. So I think like it really just comes down to being yourself and being okay with who you are. Like I think, uh, a lot of people aren't okay with themselves. They're not, they don't accept themselves. Like I used to always say like, you can't love somebody else unless you love yourself first. So a lot of people have relationship issues that, your partner's not doing anything. Like, you got some shit fucked up in your head. Yeah. And that's causing you to have a bad relationship. So, Absolutely. you got to love yourself before you can let her love you Absolutely. or him love you because you can't accept what you can't, don't accept yourself. You know what I mean? Like, and that's like on some deep shit. But, um, but I think, it, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, like, you could read books on this. I think working with a coach helps because, so for example, even I had a coaching call with uh, one of my mentor clients this morning and we were talking about, like stress as you grow, right? Like, and I told him about the post that we made. I haven't posted yet when this airs, I might have, but, um, that quote was, and this is just straight from me. It's like the the most difficult thing about success is the responsibility of sustaining it, right? Because you can succeed. And this is what his thing was. He was like, man, I set a target that I thought was damn near impossible, but you pushed me to set a target. I've already passed that and we haven't even hit the deadline yet. And now I'm seeing new possibilities, but I'm running into this place where like I have to keep it going and it's giving me anxiety. Like who am I to like be making this much to run this business, to, to soon hire employees, to have all these people hiring me, to be posting this stuff, to like, like support my family. Like he was just going through all these things. And I was like, man, like that shit never stops because you're always going to doubt yourself as you grow. Cause the, the bigger you get, the more responsibility you have, the more you grow, the the heavier or, or like the more the ante is, right? The heavier the weight on your shoulders is. Like you Definitely. have to carry more shit. Absolutely. You know? Um, Stress. So, because I think like the conversation kind of stemmed around, I'm like, man, when, I figured when I made this much, like 
it would just be easy. I'd just be coasting. Like once I make that, I made it, you know? And it's like, no, dude, like you never do because yeah. as a business owner, every time you make it, you, you realize like well, you actually need more in order to sustain, su- sustain, support more people, build it more, grow it more. Like you're never satisfied, yeah. which is kind you, of a double-edged if you, sword. If you were satisfied, you wouldn't be in the position you are. Yeah. And, and I think it's a double-edged sword because, you know, it, it, sometimes it bites you in the ass because not being satisfied can be kind of fucked up. Like Detrimental? Yeah, because y- you begin to not be as grateful for everything you have. You're like, man, I'm doing a lot of cool shit. Like, I need to stop be like happy with that. And sometimes you're so unsatisfied that you can never be content or happy with what you're building and growing. And sometimes that, and I, I even know for me, I set goals for the wrong reasons. It's just like financial goals of like, oh, I just want to make this much money and build this to this point. And I didn't know why. And so I never was satisfied with it. But once I had like purpose behind why I wanted the business to grow, all of a sudden, like it meant so much more to me and it gave me so much more fulfillment, yeah. right? Even like the biggest one I can think of lately is like, I remember being like, how much does the business need to do in order to bring on Travis full time? And like that meant so much more to me than having a bigger paycheck because it's like my best friend can work here full fucking time. Like that's the coolest thing, but that's purpose. You know, that gives you drive. So, um, but the, but like, as I was explaining to him is like you, you have to be okay with yourself because to an extent he had that imposter syndrome. The mentor client. Yeah. He's like, how can I sustain this? How can I like, I'm worried about sustaining. I'm getting anxiety about it. And I'm like, man, the more, the more you build, the more responsibility you have to keep it going period. Because, not only when you have a team, your team expects you to do it, but your family expects you to do it. Your clients expect you to do it. All the people following you expect you to do it. Like that shit's kind of stressful, man. Yeah. Like, um, and there's been plenty of times where even I've been overwhelmed yeah. and I'm like, fuck, I just want to delete my accounts and like hide yeah. for a week. But yeah, I can't, yeah, you know, like I have to say this, like if you guys listened to last week's Q and A, it's the same thing we were talking about then. Like, um, it, it, that's what comes on the back end yeah. of entrepreneurship. And that's yeah. one of the very many, many things. Yeah. If you can't handle it, I mean, like you said, as you grow, it gets more and more and more. So, like, maybe you can handle it at the beginning, but unless you're, I don't know, stagnant. But yeah. as long as you scale and you're building something, it's going to get more. It's going to get more. Responsibilities yeah. get more, you know, like, I, I don't know what goes on in the background, but I'm saying copyright. Well, like, and there's even there's even things like uh, like – DMing people back like yeah. that's there's no ROI on that like you don't know what you're gonna get out of that you know what I mean you like no but there probably is an ROI on it oh 100 yeah. percent and, and I believe that that like is one of the, the reasons why like the brand is strong the way it is is because I really do talk to a lot of fucking people yeah. like I make sure to talk to you in the in the DM or whatever you mm-hmm. know the when we came back from our little uh, getaway for our anniversary like I was kind of stressed out and Shannon was like, what's going on? I was like, I literally have over 200 emails. I have 50 DMs sitting in my inbox, like text messages that I never got back to. Like I purposely put everything away for, you know, really just two and a half days. Yeah. But I was like, this is fucking insane. She was like, Cody, you're not going to be able to answer every single email and every single DM forever. Like it's just not going to happen. And I was like, Yes, I fucking will. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. was just like, God damn it. You're so yeah. stubborn. Yeah. But I but I did say to her, I was like I hope you know that you won't be. Able you're to. right. But as of right now, yeah. I'm gonna figure out a way to try to do it because I love that. As of right now. I want to do it for as long as I possibly can. Cause you know, like like Jordan Syatt. Yeah. Like even when I do Q and A's on my story, you know, I'm like, if I have one that even if it's a horrible question, I'm like, oh, I want to answer it in some way. Cause I just want to respond yeah. to everybody. 
But Jordan Syatt posted, uh, somebody asked him a question. Oh, I saw that. How many questions do you get? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scrolling, I was like, Damn. well, how do you even choose? Yeah. What the fuck? The, I didn't see that one. The one I saw was he reposted a comment section of someone asked something, and he was, and he said something, A, sar- it was sarcastic, and B, it was like, <laughs> he was calling the guy like an idiot. Like, why, why do you think, I can't remember right now. I'm not going to keep, but like he can't, he can't respond. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think, and, and he's, he's pretty generous about that shit too. Yeah. I mean like responding back. Yeah. And everything, even like when we first like connected, he was like, he hit me up like a couple weeks later. He was like, dude, let's jump on the phone. I was like, all right, cool. Like, and usually somebody in the industry, you're like, oh, they're going to sell me something. Yeah. And he's like, how you been? Like, good. (laughs) How you been? He's like, good man. I just got back from trip. We should have started talking. We talked for like 45 minutes and I was like. All right, dude, we'll catch up again soon. And it was like, damn, that was like cool. But like, super cool. That's the kind of stuff I try to do too with not like, I mean, 45 minute calls, I do that with like select group people that I like really value as a human being. Yeah. Like, I didn't pick his brain on business. He didn't pick my brain on business. We were just talking. But like DMs and all that stuff, I try to like make sure I answer everything I can, unless it's like spam or somebody trying to sell me some shit. Yeah. Um, or it's so long, you, you just say, hey, can I answer this on the podcast? Exactly. And yeah. I do that quite often too. Yeah. Um, or I've even said, like, hey, like, there's nothing I can tell you here that's going to fix your problem. You should apply for coaching. At worst, you get a phone call with a coach, and if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, but at least you get some, like, feedback over the phone mm. because – Well, how, uh, how long are those phone calls? 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. So, um, but, but, but point being, like, going back to the imposter syndrome, I think, like, ultimately it just kind of, like, stems back down to, like, just being okay with yourself, yeah. you know, being, being, being confident, being true to yourself, being authentic – just being who you are in every way, shape and form and not being embarrassed about it or not being worried about it. Like I even, like I remember for so long doing things that other people did just because they did it. Yep. I mean, even like, obviously when you're a kid, you do all the time, like things you wear, yep. stuff you listen to. But like, I even remember a point like being like, cause hip hop is more popular than some of the stuff I listen to. Right. Most of my friends listen to hip hop. Everybody at the gym I went to listen to hip hop. Um, and like, I would like not share that I listened to this like hardcore screamo, like emo, <laughs> emotional music yeah. because I was like, oh, they'll think that's weird. And then after a while, I was like, why the fuck do I care what like they think? Like yeah. the only person I like, I will turn it off for is Shannon because she gets like anxiety when she hears like, wah, wah, wah. And she's like, oh my God, what is going on here? But, but like even little things like that or like uh, my tattoos, like for a while, I remember like wearing long sleeves all the caring, time. Caring what other people think. Yeah. Just being worried. I think there's a lot of different aspects of imposter syndrome. It is. But you, but it ultimately comes down to just being yourself. I agree. You know? Um, totally agree. Because I think like for me, tattoos was a really good example for me because I had a lot of like, I dated some people like parents that were like, can't say it and like, they'd be like, hey, can you wear a long sleeve? And I'm like, damn. Okay. Like. At their house? Yeah. To like avoid, like you're me and my dad, like I don't want you to have tattoos everywhere. Oh, oh, a friend asked you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, girlfriend. Yeah. But, and, and funny thing is like Shannon's family was like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but she was the one that was like, no, don't wear that. I mean, he's got to see it sooner or later. And I was yeah. like, okay, fuck shit. You know? Um, now she's getting her second tattoo. She's like, my dad's going to think you're influencing me. <laughs> it's like, I mean, not, it's your idea. You definitely, you definitely are. I mean, probably. Not in a negative way. But yeah, but she wouldn't have done that if she had a boyfriend that or a husband that yeah, didn't have tattoos. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but that's and that's why yeah. like I have no problem. You know, I probably will be an old dude with literally tattoos from like my neck to feet. Like, 
eventually. You know, yeah. it's just that's just you I'm, get older. I might not do my neck because I'm a baby, and getting my Adams out apple tatted would be so fucking painful. Yeah, I just don't think I can do it. Yeah, um, but I don't know if there's any hacks to like figuring out how to accept yourself. That's what my next question was. When, when the first thing you said was getting to know yourself and getting to you know love yourself, but a lot of people like you, I was just reiterating what you were just about to say. Some people are like, so how how do I go find myself? How yeah. Do, how do I you know these questions? Yeah, you've told me personally before. Like, think of what do you, what do you really want? You know, the purpose question, the reason question, the you know my my uh, you know my my. What do you call it? Why? My purpose, why? Yeah. My why? My... I think, you know, like, I mean, obviously, shameless plug, not even for my shit, but, like, get a mentor, a coach, yeah. I think is really helpful. Even even a therapist. Like, yeah. a lot of people uh, look down upon therapy, but, like, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who see therapists. I've seen a therapist. Like, asking deep questions and getting you to, like, really elaborate is so helpful. So, sometimes you have to ask yourself those questions, but you can't be afraid with what you have. Like, you have to, f- like, freely write the answers. So... One really good question I tell people to ask in this case, what do you really want? Like really sit down and go, what do I really want? In every area of your life, what do you really want? Without worrying about what you think other people think you should have or want, without worrying about what other people want or achieving something to make people feel a certain way, like what do you want out of your financial life, your relationship, your physical body, like everything. And then from there, like... How how many times out of 10 do you get... People say, no, I'm not sure. All the time. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, I, I mean, I don't. I have absolutely no idea. This isn't my, like, craft, so I don't, like, go through this with a bunch of people. But I even did that. I was like, I don't, I have, have no idea what I want. And this is where having a coach or a therapist or somebody yep. helps. You know, it's like, okay, well, well, what do you enjoy? Yep. Okay, what do you enjoy about your job? What do you enjoy about this? Like, what what skills do you want to have? Yeah. What do you What do you look up to? You know, like, for me, like, even, this sounds so weird, and I think I've said something like this before. I look up to people who can build shit more than I look up to people who can make a lot of money. Like, like seeing somebody build like a cool fucking, like some of the shit Andreas puts together. I'm like, how did you do that? Like he came over and helped me cut glass tile and and build a backsplash in my kitchen. And then he built a, a trailer that he brought camping. And then he built a deck and a koi fish pond. Like, I'm just like, Dude, like that is respectful. Yeah, like, I, I respect the shit out of that. No, I agree. So for me, like, what do you want? Like, I've and now you can't because of cor- uh, quarantine and everything. But I was like looking into carpentry classes because I was like, I look up to people who can do that. Like, it has nothing to do with me trying to impress anybody because nobody's gonna give a shit if I can build a koi fish pond. But to me, I want to be able to say I could build something if I wanted to. You know, I think some people. I I'm not trying to be that guy or anything, but. I'm just saying, like you respect Andreas because he can build a koi fish. Mm-hmm. And you said, who gives a shit because nobody cares about I... Somebody might. Yeah, no, 100%. Some might yeah. see that. And you might uh, influence them yeah. just like Andreas is. So, so I would say this too, though. Like, So let's say somebody looks at me and they're like. He can build, he can build a pond. <laughs> no. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. But like, uh, they're like, well, I want. Like I like, like I admire what you have. I want to build what you build. Like I don't want you to write what you want. It's just a script of what I have because you're just you're, that's imposter syndrome. You're yes. literally copying what I have. Yes. So what I would say to that is like, okay, so what about what I'm doing intrigues you and fires you up? Is it training? Dissected. Is it nutrition? Is it this facility? Is it the podcast? Is it 
an Instagram following? Do you want people to know who you are? Is it like, what is it, the team? Like, and then from there you go, okay, like that's really what you want. So what is the thing you're going to build to get that, right? Whether it is a content or the team or whatever, you know what I mean? But I think it could even be like, honestly, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just love that you built a business from scratch. Okay, cool. What are you good at? Let's build a business from scratch on that. Like it doesn't have to be what I, you know what I mean? So I think, but again, that comes from what do I really want without worrying about anybody else? Just me, like focus on what you really want. Um, I would also write your core values. Like, what do you value? You know, I think for me, like that was a really powerful drill I did with somebody where they basically were like, all right, we're going to write out your core values. Um, and I said something like, I think I was like, it was like a group of people. And I was like the first one to like, just bat him out. Right. And he was like, you're full of shit. And I was just like, what? And he was, he was like, how did you come up with that so quick? Like core values are something you would die for. So you're telling me you've never done any of those things wrong and you would die for any of them. And I was like, no, he's like core values are, are is like a code you live by. I was like, that's fucking crazy. I never thought of it like that. So yeah. I was like, I'll give you my core values in two days. Like, yeah. give me some time. And one of mine was authenticity. Like, I really respect authenticity. So exactly. once I really sat down and wrote that, I was like, I can't, I can't lie ever again. I can't be inauthentic. I can't be fake. You know what I mean? And exact opposite of imposter syndrome. Exactly. Absolutely. So writing my core values is really just like me writing a list of things that like I respect and would love to be able to say that I live by these things more than anything. And then from there, you have no choice but to, to follow suit. Like you just can't. Um, and I think that's, I mean, that's, that's probably the best thing you can do. Really. Yeah. It's like, what do you really want? Write down your core values. Um, look at both of those things and Ask yourself if you're aligning with those because if you write your core values and you write what you really want and you're not doing anything to help you get there (laughs) or live those things, then you got an issue. Think about them again. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And start cutting out things out of your life that you're doing. Um, And then I think it's just just that. Like, you know, again, accepting yourself. Like, that's the biggest thing. Loving What Is is a really good book. For people listening that are like, I need something to to practice with. Loving What Is by Byron Katie. The audio book is amazing. Comes with a worksheet called judge your neighbor you got to fill it out and super powerful like kind of takes you through like judging yourself the big leap is another good one it's about um self-sabotage and uh they call it the upper limit so your upper limit is basically like you basically put yourself like you put a ceiling over yourself you know like i've seen people where they're like they're getting closer and closer and closer to their goal but as soon as they get close to that goal where their ceiling is they've sabotaged themselves and fuck it up and then they got to start over again so they're like Man, I've lost weight a bunch of times, but I can never lose that full 20 pounds. Or like I've, I've you know, I've built my business, but then like I never get to that six-figure mark. Like, or um, the business one's obviously a really good one. A relationship. Yeah. Like I always want a good relationship, but I always cheat <laughs> or fuck <laughs> it up and, and something bad happens, you know? And uh, and I that comes from, honestly, acceptance and worthiness. Yeah. A lot of people don't actually think they're worthy of being lean, worthy Dude, of being wealthy, worthy of having a good, happy relationship. So they sabotage it before they get to that place, which sounds crazy. But when you read this book, you're like, fuck, I do that. Yeah. So much. I, I when I read that book, I had so many epiphanies loving e- even no, uh, the big leap, big leap, even with past relationships and why those relationships went wrong. And I was like, damn, that's on me. Like I just like when things are going too well, I do something to fuck it up because I don't deserve it. Like it's literally what goes in your head subconsciously, which is crazy. Hmm. Yeah. It's deep. Anyway. But I think if you get past that, I think 
imposter syndrome is easier to let go of. And just so people listen know, I wasn't like some asshole that like did horrible things to my exes. <laughs> but I just... I definitely don't think my explanation was my fault, so... Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, that might not be, have been your upper limit. That's True. my point. Everybody has an upper yeah. limit, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, for me in that world, fitness was not my upper limit. Yeah. Get shredded, I could train, but, like, it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, that was, I had no upper limit there. Usually, everybody has an upper limit in for a certain sure. category. Um starting a business and you continually like can't get off the ground your upper limit somewhere in there you know what i mean yeah. like there's something um yeah cool i don't know if that fully answers the question but you just got a 25 minute rant on yeah. trying to be yourself be authentic all right so the next question comes from lua harv what are your main rules for life Ooh, what a question oh hold on I wrote, I wrote them down Oh, you're testing my editing skills here. <laughs> no, man, we keep this authentic. Don't edit that out. All right, my rules for life. I did write these down this morning. Um, How many you got? Uh, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Easy going. Oh, Go seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, first one is eat and train like an athlete. Which, so some of these are going to be like, so I think when we define rules for life, like we have to understand that they're different than core values, right? Core values for me, loyalty, authenticity. Um, I have these all written down as well. Um, connection, like there's, I have certain ones that like, those are important, but that's not really like a rule that I stick to. It's just be loyal to those you love, be authentic. You know what I mean? Like connect with human beings every day. So my rules for life, first one is eat and train like an athlete because I think that there was this, there was a video I did a long time ago talking about like, do you fuel your body like a Ferrari or uh, I think it was like a Ford Pinto or something yeah. like that. And I think a lot of people are like wasting, like to me at least, and this is why I, I do what I do. They're wa like, you have one body. This is like a vessel in like your vehicle to get through this journey of life in and you're doing it in a shit beater car. Yeah. And that's by choice. Yep. Because money's not going to buy you a better body. Your work and discipline is going to. So to me, the 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 epitome of like the perfect spe human specimen is an elite athlete. They eat to fuel their body. They're healthy. They're jacked. They're strong. They're explosive. They can run a far distance. Like it's just like an athlete, all around athlete. Um, so to me, it's like I'm going to eat and train like an athlete. You know, I'm going to move well. I'm going to move hard. I'm going to eat the, eat like an adult basically and just – track my food, you know what I mean? But, um, eat and train like an athlete. Second one is wake up before everybody else in your household. So whether I'm on a trip, I'm at home, I'm waking up first. Like that's always my thing. Um, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking wake up pissed off because he got up five minutes before you. <laughs> Very rarely. Um, there's been a couple scenarios where like they check going around checking people's alarm clocks, <laughs> <laughs> putting them up, <laughs> adding an hour to their alarm yeah. clock. There's been like a couple times, and honestly, since I've met Shannon, there has been, I can count them on my hand, that's how many times, where she's been like, I'm not letting you set your alarm. Like, you need to sleep. And I'm like, okay, I'll sleep. And then I sleep in, and I wake up at like 11 a.m., and I'm like, what the fuck? And she's like, <laughs> I told you, you needed that. And I was yeah. like, all right, you're right. So every once in a while, I will. But 99.9% .9 of the time, like, I want to wake up first because I like spending, like, to me, like, if I don't spend time on myself, 
before interacting with others, I can't be the person I need to be to others, period. So for me to come here and do things the right way, for me to treat my family the right way before I leave the house or come back the right way or get enough done, I need to have time in the morning. So even on a weekend, like on a Saturday, when I know it's just family day, I will wake up before everybody, read, meditate, journal, go on a walk, like do the things I know I need to do before they wake up. So when they wake up, I'm in a good mood. I'm not tired. I have energy. I can grab Blakely and play with her. Like it's just like I have to be on top of it. Um, and if I'm staying with people on Airbnb and stuff, I same thing. I like yeah. to be up before everybody too. Yeah. Um, third one is reflect and declare every day. So basically what that is, I mean, you could say journal every day, but essentially it's like I want to reflect on – last night, yesterday, this week, like constant reflection leads to constant or further awareness, which is going to lead to more or better action, right? I'm going to be able to take action on better things, bigger things, accomplish more. If I'm constantly becoming aware of my actions, my accomplishments, my failures, lessons I've learned, insights, all that stuff. So to me, it's like, what am I reflecting on? And then what am I declaring I will do? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the actions I'm going to take today? Um, so even like in my journal in the morning, that's all I do. It's like, what am I grateful for? What were the highlights of yesterday? What am I going to get done today? Like, who will I connect with? What will I get accomplished in work? How will I appreciate Shannon? It's like, do, 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 do. Um, number four, do the right thing. Spike Lee uh, movie, but um, have you seen that movie? No. Oh, Spike Lee movie. It's a classic. But do the right thing, like, to me is, like, just be a good human being. Yeah. Like, I think there's a lot of times in life where it's it's really, like, it's a it's not a, like, it's not about winning or losing. It's not like, well, this is going to benefit me more of this. It's just really just like, what is the right thing to do? So, you know, as a business owner, there's been plenty of times too, where it's like, what's like, what's going to benefit me financially most versus what's the right thing to do. Mm. And I always choose the right thing, even if I lose money for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, and that, or, and that, or not make as much or not make as much. Yeah. And that even goes to like, and I think in the long term you make more because you build an authentic and a trustworthy brand. Yeah. But even with clientele who are like, hey, here's my goal. Here's what I want. They, they want to invest. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not a good fit for you. Like this isn't the right move. Or like I'm like, hey, you're not going to like what I'm going to tell you, but we can't diet right now. Yeah. And they might say, hey, you're fired because I paid you to lose weight. But I'm like, hey, you're going to need to spend six months not dieting to heal so we can diet. Like that is the wrong thing to say to a client if you want them to pay you. Yeah. But that's the truth. Yep. So if I say that, it's because I'm doing the right thing. Yep. You know what I mean? So that, that's huge. Before you go on, I mean, this is obvious, but there's been so many, doesn't matter what industry you're in, but there's been so many people that are chasing that dollar amount to where like at, you know, what, whether they get to that big dollar amount and peak or whatever you want to call it, but then they end up committing, uh, committing fraud or an employee is, you know, skipped out on something well that's fraud but i'm saying there's something drastic that happens to where they're no longer a company yeah or you know it's i hate to like tortoise in the hair like you're doing the right thing but you're going slow and you're building out authentic authenticity authentic i can't talk but uh or where you do it the wrong way to get to that big dollar amount and yeah. then you crash quicker. yeah quicker 100 yeah um and I think that's, yeah, that's just, it, like, there's so many times where it's just like, and this is actually a perfect segue to the next one. Mm -hmm. um, trust my gut, follow my heart. So yeah. for, like, everything I do, it's like, what does my gut tell me the right thing? What's my gut tell me to do right now? And then, like, following my heart is just like, what do I want out of life? Not what's, like, most secure, right? I mean, we're both good examples of not taking the secure route and mm -hmm. doing something that we believe in mm -hmm. or that we love doing yeah. versus 
going the typical cog in the machine route, you know, which most parents and people try to talk you into, yep. which I understand because they're trying to keep you safe. Absolutely. Right. And sheltered. But, um, and that's a whole, fuck, dude, I, I was thinking about, I heard Joe Rogan say this the other day and he was like, it's, it's an ironic thing when you have a, a, a daughter, um, or a kid in general, but he, he has daughters. So he said daughter and he said, you, you are the person you are because of all the dumb shit you went through, all the experiences you had, the good and the bad, the hardships, the things you had to build grit for. But you want to shelter your kid from all of that, even though that's what grows somebody into a strong individual. And it's like, damn, that is so true. Yeah. Like I already am thinking in my head of like, I've been thinking of like all the things I'm not going to let Blakely do, how protective I'm going to be. Like I'm going to make sure I'm walking her to school. Like no, And then you think, and you're like, fuck, she's never going to grow into a strong individual if I baby her like that. That's a hard one. Dude, there's a fine line, and I'm not a parent, but I can imagine. I I see how other people were raised, and I see, I mean, I'm a a 30-year-old adult, so, I mean, I I know how, I have an idea of how I'm going to parent. Yeah. But, uh, and then I see how I, I was raised and other people were raised, but, like, there's a fine line with parenting, sheltering, protecting and like you said, letting them figure out the way and yeah. and just barely enough to where they're not a freaking weirdo. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think protecting is good. Sheltering is where yeah. it's bad. Absolutely. Um, and we know people that we went to high school with that were super sheltered and then they did a complete 180 and started going down a bad path. Yeah. Because they were restricted from everything yep. for so long. Absolutely. But they just they want to break out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and there's even times, I mean, I, I got away with quite a bit when I was young. So there's times where I'm like, that's a prime example. Where were my parents? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, you know what? Like even the dumb shit, like I learned a lot, you know, it took one. I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think it took at least one significant event for you to change though. Yeah. But like not everybody goes through that significant yeah. to change. So they don't change. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, I mean, and some people don't have to, you know, no, there's, I mean, no, no. There's plenty of people that just get out of their system. I mean, like, I, I, I definitely wouldn't say, like... pretty high that they don't change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I'm glad I got jumped, but, <laughs> like, it definitely sh- changed my outlook on life and what I wanted, you know what I mean? So you it's can't like, deny that. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, trust my gut, follow my heart has always been a big one. Uh, number seven or six is have a reason to do anything. So, like, if I'm recording a podcast, I'm writing a blog, if I am taking Shannon somewhere, if I'm teaching Blakely something, if I am starting a new program or a project or like anything, 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 anything. What is the reason for me doing this? If there's not a purpose for me doing this, then I'm not going to fucking do it. Um, I think a lot of people just go with the flow and kind of go through, you know, just life. Yeah. And they do a lot of shit that doesn't matter to them at all. Just do it. They're doing things that matter to other people. And for me, I'm like, you know what? I'm only going to do things that truly matter and I know why I'm doing it. And I think that's super powerful. Um, and then the last one is, uh, follow my priority list, which is kind of a funny one, but, um, it's essentially like even like family, team, clients, members, followers, other people who want to collaborate. You know, that's a good example for like business, right? Where's yourself? That's top. Okay. That's why I wake up before everybody else. <laughs> I put myself first. And then family. Um, and I would combine myself with family. You know what okay, I mean? Like okay. taking care of myself, taking care of my, my daughter, taking care of my wife. But like my point with that is like, okay, like if somebody wants to collaborate with me and get me on their podcast, do the or something like that, is that going to affect my ability to do any of this? If the answer is yes, then I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? It goes up the totem pole. You know, if, if 
I got to do something for my members, but it's going to compromise my clients or my team or my family. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you have to understand too that like, yes, I'm going to spend time on my followers. Yes, I'm going to do interviews, but it's going to come after I make sure at least for today or this week or whatever, I got my ducks in a row. My family's taken care of. My team is taken care of. My clients are taken care of. Then our, our like training members are taken care of. Then my followers and then other people. Um, and that's like a business mm-hmm. related yeah, priority absolutely. list. But it helps a lot because somebody wants you to do an interview and you go, yep, okay. And you drop everything and do it. And then you're behind on the shit that really matters to you yeah. and the people that look up or to you are responsible. Dinner. Exactly. Or you're late to dinner and I'm late to be at home. And when I, I could have told Domino. the person, like, yeah, I can do an interview in two weeks. They're going to be like, okay, cool. Let's schedule in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I think having a priority list for your day, for your week, for your life is super important. For sure. Just knowing what comes first. Rules of life. Rules of life. I love it. 40 minutes in, we're two even, questions deep. Yeah. Damn. I had a feeling. All right. So how long do you do the same thing without success before you decide it's the wrong thing? This is a good one. This is from uh, Dr. Sean Pastouche. Uh, You're right. Active Life RX owner. Um, that dude is – what is his Instagram name? Doc. It's like – no, but like he has, like you know, that's his like tag, and then there's like a name. Oh. But it's like the un the unrealistic mindset expert, something like that, <laughs> which I love because he takes a point of view of like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like why not? You know what I mean? I I love talking to that guy. Some of those, we've had him on the podcast too. But um, how long do you do something without success before you realize it's the wrong thing? I think the answer to that is you do it until you realize that there's no other pathway for you to take with that, right? So like if I'm doing something, if I'm trying to achieve something and I've exhausted all of my ways of getting it, at that point I need to decide to do something else. But if you can honestly say that you haven't exhausted all the ways you could get to that end goal, then I think you should still keep moving forward because I don't know anybody who's successful who hasn't failed. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody reaches a bunch of failure points along the way, but as many times as I've failed or as many fuck-ups I've made, there's never been a point where I thought that I wouldn't be able to get to the end goal because of it, right? It was just like, ah, shit, there's another roadblock. Oh, shit, there's another speed bump, you know? It's a lesson learned, and yeah. you just keep moving. So, so go ahead. Yeah, so I was just saying, so if you have a, a, a goal, and you're saying you take some kind of, some concept of a, a path to that goal, and you fail, and then you do another one, you're saying take every single path you think you can take to reach that goal and then they don't work then try a different way so think about it like this like if i'm i'm gonna start my own business okay okay and and instead of working for somebody else and i'm at it for three years and i keep trying all these different tactics all these different things to to what to To build the business i understand what what is what does it mean to have that business built See what I mean? I guess, like, yeah, the de- definition. We go under? Or? Defini- de- the definition of success always changes, okay. right? Um, but, I mean, obviously profitable. You okay. know what I mean? If your business is just paying for itself and you can't make any money, then it's obviously not a sustainable business. Correct. But, you know, after a certain amount of time of trying and trying and trying, it might just be that you shouldn't have a business. You should work for somebody else. You know what I mean? Um, but I think at the end of the day, to me, it's like the second you, you realize that there's no other way to get there, that's when you probably realize you're doing the wrong thing or you're chasing the wrong thing. Um, or if, if, if there's no, like, if you're not going to change your goal, but 
you need to, you're constantly changing the path to get there. Um, I think that like, that's where like, if you go down this path and it doesn't work, if you don't have a logical reason as to why that path will work next time, change path. There you Even go. if the ending destination is the same, right? So, because there's been, th- there's things that I've tried and I tried again and again and again, and then it worked and it was just, uh, that wasn't a good time. Uh, I wasn't ready yet. Uh, I didn't have the right help. Boom, it worked because gotcha. I delegated, I timed it right, I did it, you know what I mean? Like, I go. did things properly. So, I think that's a better way of explaining it. Is like, that's, I like that. If you don't have uh, a way to get down that same path again and yeah. it, for it to be successful, then I think you need to find a new path. Yep. Yeah. And I think if you take that path and you, like you said, there's no way to take that path to make it work, then change the goal. Yeah. Change the goal or change the path. One of the two things, because yeah. I know for me, like there, there was times where I had to change the path too, but I never changed the goal. Yeah, because I always knew that there was a way to reach my goal. For sure, love it. All right, uh, next question comes from Kimberly LMT. I know you just talked about what supplements you recommend, and you've gone over pre workout, but do you think having a separate quote unquote pump supplement? That's not. A complete question, but maybe even if you w- would benefit from taking pump before a show or a photo shoot. Also, what y- what do you suggest and what you don't suggest taking it as an intra workout? Um, I don't suggest taking an intra workout. I'll start with that because it's easy. I don't suggest taking an intra workout if um, you're not training super hard or for super long. Um, you don't have a good amount of muscle mass. Uh, and you're trying to diet, like if you're in a deficit. Mm-hmm. There is times where I still suggest it during a deficit. If you can have enough calories where you, you can fit in 20 to 30 grams of carbs, like highly branched addiction during your workout, um, and it doesn't fuck up your adherence to the diet, I think it's worth it because it will help preserve muscle mass. Um, but most of the time when somebody starts dieting, they get hungry, and I'd rather use those 20 to 30 grams of carbs for food versus a drink yep. through, through your workout. Um and then when you're bulking, you have so many carbs coming in because you're in a surplus that so you really don't need it. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like on both ends. It like it can be helpful, but you also really don't need it. Or it can be helpful, but you're probably not going to adhere to it. Um, but I think if you can fit it in and you feel better, some people feel way better when – like I can train noticeably harder when I have carbs during my workout. Um, some people don't notice at all. Uh, during or right before? During. So like literally drinking yep. powdered carbs while I train. Huh. Um, some people don't notice it at all. So for some people, it's helpful to have like essential amino acids or even like a whey isolate with carbs during their workout. Um, and then as far as the pump stuff, you know, like pre-photo shoot, you, you, you're not going to want to rely on a supplement to get a pump. You're going to want to rely on uh, like refeeding. So like you've dieted and depleted yourself. Now it's time to put carbs back into the diet. So you have a bigger pump. So water, sodium, and carbs get stored in the muscle belly. You'll get a bigger pump, and you'll do the photo shoot versus having a supplement. In your pre-workout, there can be benefit of, of like, mixing things. Like, if you do caffeine by itself, and then you do, like, citrulline malate by itself. Um, but most pre-workouts have it all in there. So it's kind of, like, pointless. Like, why... Like if you take Legion's pre-workout, like it has citrulline, it has caffeine, it has everything you need in there. So there's no real reason betaine I think is in there. If not, betaine's another good one. Um, some people like doing their own concoctions. Yeah. So I would do betaine, citrulline, malate, and caffeine, maybe creatine. Um, but again, like I think if you're not getting a pump in the gym, you're not eating enough carbs, you're not hydrated, you're not getting enough sodium in your diet, I wouldn't rely on a supplement by any means. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, dude. Top name. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, next question comes from Ikaka Mukaka Ikaka Mayokaka. Let me I'm see. I'm dead it. serious. Ikaka Mukaka. Ikaka? I would say Ikaka. Maka. I think it's Hawaiian. He's in the, yeah. the mentorship group. He just signed up. And I was going back and forth with the email, but I. And I'll be I knew, a great guy. He I, goes. <laughs> I just can't pronounce he, he goes to, I think, a college in Hawaii. So I'm assuming it's Hawaiian. Yeah. He looked Hawaiian. I'll find out soon. All right. Actually, I might know by the time this airs. Yeah. Because I'll probably talk to him by now. Well, I apologize, but that is a very u- unique name, and I like it, but I cannot pronounce it. I'm on a modified intermittent, intermittent fasting diet right now. I stop eating at 8 p.m., and I have my first meal at 11 a.m. But first thing in the morning, I take my super greens, which are 30 calories, about 10 calories worth of spinach, and then my multivitamins, which or would you would that take me out if my fast? Of the fast? Yeah, would that take me out of my fast, or is that okay? I would say yes, it will. I mean, calories are what are going to take you out of the fast, technically. And there's even some, you know, evidence to support, like, time-restricted feeding. You shouldn't even have caffeine. You shouldn't even, like, some zero-calorie stuff will throw it off. There's even some people that say water. Like, you, anything consumed triggers the metabolism to start working, and it takes you out of the fast. Um, so I would say if you're consuming anything, yes, I would just push your greens, drink, and all that stuff to lunch. And I don't know if he meant like the spinach is in there, or if he's just eating spinach. But I'm not. I I hope you're not just eating plain spinach. That'd be. I mean, I guess it would be healthy, but yeah. just eating spinach by itself would be kind of weird. It takes a super greens, which I believe it says a total of thirty calories, and it's ten calories worth of spinach, and then the rest is um, multivitamins. I was thinking like greens drink, some spinach, multivitamins. Ah. Which would be weird, but. The point being is like any of that, I mean, you're, you're consuming calories. It's going to take you out of your fast. So I would say either a push it to lunch or dinner or whatever, because as long as you get your greens in that day, you're fine. The other side of it is why are you fasting? Because if you're like, well, I'm fasting to lose body fat, then I would say stop fasting. Like if you want to eat in the morning, you don't need to fast. You just need to control your calories. Um, or if you like doing it that way, do it that way. Cause it's not going to affect fat loss as long as you stay in the deficit. Um, you know, like something I like doing if I go into a cut is my breakfast would be like a protein shake and my fish oil, right? That's called a modified protein sparing fast, very low calorie. It's basically just protein, but I'm not going to intermittent fast cause I want to have a little bit of protein. I need something in my stomach before the day starts, but it's a low enough calorie to where I'm accomplishing some of what the fasting does for the deficit, for essentially. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's 20, 20 calories of multivitamins and 10 calories of spinach. Got it. That would be my guess because there's no comma. All right, next question comes from Ashley Abnor. Abdenor. How, lo- how long have you been in your bulk? And how long do you think a person needs to be in a bulk to be efficient or effective? Um, I think at least six months yeah, at least. to be efficient. Um, I've been in a bulk for eight months and I've been out of a deficit for, uh, 12 months. Yeah. So by the time I start my deficit this time, it'll be 13 months so over a year since the last time I actually dieted, which is actually pretty crazy. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, and so like after my last diet, which ended last August, 
2019, I spent probably like a few, two months at maintenance, maybe two or three months at maintenance. And then I went right into a surplus and then I just rode that out until now. So eight plus months of being in a surplus, trying to gain muscle, which is a long fucking time. But I think the, the more advanced you get, the longer that period of time needs to be and the more dedicated that period of time needs to be. So what I mean by that is like, if you're brand new to lifting, spend three months bulking, you're going to build a ton of muscle probably more than I built in a, in a year. <laughs> but if you're in advance, you're going to need more time. And then the same token, if you're a newbie, you don't even need to go into a big surplus to build muscle to start training. You're going to build muscle. If you're advanced, you do need to probably go into bulk. You probably have to sacrifice gaining a little bit of body fat to build the muscle you want to build. Um, and it's going to be a longer process all around. Yeah. But if you're in advance, you should know that or will know 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I think usually by the time you get to that point, you're usually willing to do that because you're like, if you get to that point, you really love this shit. Like yep. you're in the lifestyle of training. Yep. And at that point, you're willing to sacrifice some time trying to bulk or trying to cut doing these cycles because you know that's the only way to get closer to your genetic ceiling, they call it, like how high you can take this. Um, but yeah, I think minimum, I would say six months. Um, ideal is like eight to 12, honestly. Like I have a couple guys that I took through eight-month bulks and it worked really well and now we're going through a cut. Um and then I have other people who don't gain body fat easily. Like, they stay pretty lean. And it's like, fuck it. Year plus. Why yeah. not? You're not going to get fat. So let's just try to build muscle. Like, and it takes a long time. Damn. That's awesome. So, Because, I mean, you could you can lose a pound of body fat per week. Yeah. You can't build a pound of muscle. No. There's no way. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. and that's even where, like, people are like, oh, like, you know, I'm, I'm losing weight or I'm losing fat, but my weight's not changing because I'm building muscle. I would say, like, yes, that'll happen at first, but... V- but you should be losing weight after like four or five weeks at least because at that point you're not building like let's say you're losing one or two pounds of fat a week which is possible you're not building one or two pounds of muscle a week it doesn't it doesn't compare yeah. now you could lose let's say you lost one p- pound per week for six weeks but really you were losing 1.5 pounds or 1.25 pounds of go. fat per week but you were gaining a quarter to a half a pound of muscle per week and then it just showed you a net one pound drop per week, but really it's more. And you'll see it like, man, like somebody lost 10 pounds and it looks like you lost 30. That's why. Because some, you added muscle. You probably did lose 20 pounds of fat, but you built some muscle too. Um, but yeah. Dope. Six to eight months at least. Yeah. All right. That's it. Yep. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation 
to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here, and I'll see you next time.